it's your boy Oz, joined as always by my friend of the better part of a decade. She's a former colleague, my second longest fem- tenured female friend, a woman who once called me Hitler with less ambition. She's the reason I drink, Miss Charlotte Hollingsworth. How you doing, lady? Hello, hello, hello. So happy to be here yet again, curled up with a good old comic book and one of my least successful friends. Oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah, and that's because today on on the comic book book club, we are doing Fantastic Four Life Story. I am very excited to talk about this because, as you know, I went into this with zero information about the Fantastic Four beyond like the a basic understanding of what their powers are because I have seen the various movie trailers, but I have never watched a single movie. I do not recall them being part of any of the cartoon shows that I watched, and I certainly have never read one of their comic books. So I was just like, I have... I am walking in under the assumption that there is something fundamentally wrong with the story, which is why no one has been able to make a good movie out, out of it. And I am happily very wrong about that it's a great story yeah These there's a lot there's a lot of reasons um part of it is so bad part of it is uh that's just how comic book movies were yeah 10 15 years ago like they're just all yep. bad for the most part they there's really a, were. there's your exceptions like your blades and things like that that come out of nowhere but that just kind of came work. so far out of the the sort of mainstream of comic book movies too. Like obviously Blade was mainstream, but you know what I mean? Like it was kind of an alternative. Right. That it's not a huge character. Like this is a cornerstone of Marvel is it's Marvel's first family. It's the fantastic four. It's Spider-Man. It's like the X-Men. Like those are like the cornerstones of, of Marvel. And I mean, a lot of reasons why uh, you may not know as much about them is because well, I mean, uh, the Fantastic Four rights for movies were not owned by Marvel for the longest time. They are now. Oh. Um, and they had, like, a an editor, editorial directive of, like, not pushing uh, the Fantastic Four because in the X-Men and stuff because, because they didn't own it, so it didn't sell anything for them. Right, Like, that's right, why right. we got the Inhumans, uh, which is terrible. Um, but it was like, oh no, this will be our like X Men. Like we'll just replace them, and no one will know. We we knew. Um, (laughs) I mean, I didn't know. Which sucks because my friend Emmy Eekwalker was in the Inhumans, and that is the one Marvel property that they've announced and done that didn't work. It's the one. It's the only one. It's the only one. It's like you you book one of those, and it's like I'm good for the next decade. You know. And he, but he turns out and, uh, it's the only one through no fault of his own. Like, he, he was great, and everyone in it, it had a good cast. It just was yeah. a bad show. And also, I, so I hate glad the I didn't even try to watch it. I really saw bad. like it, you know, I was kind of at a saturation point with Marvel when the Inhumans was actually finally coming out, and then I heard it was terrible, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to. I want to keep liking this. You know, I want to keep feeling some amount of excitement when Disney right. trots out my old favorites. And if I watch everything they put out, I'm gonna start getting angry because yeah. well, some of it's gonna suck. Well, it was so supposed to be a movie. Ignorant. It was supposed to be a movie. <laughs> yeah. And up like releasing the first couple episodes in IMAX and it's just yeah that's a Nike Perlmutter uh joint and he's like the worst person on the planet uh he's since been sidestepped by Feige uh he's like the guy who recast Rhodey and was like no one's gonna know the difference yeah Yeah, and like women and like uh minority superheroes won't sell like he's just a real piece of shit 
a um, real classic white guy with power, you know? Yeah, real piece of shit. Uh, but luckily, Feige was like, I'm done with you. Uh, go away. Um, you are a literal relic from a yeah, time you, that you suck ass. Over. Like, you're a dumb piece please, of shit. Please go. Go away. Um, uh, so thank God that happened. But Yeah, no, we're all the better for it. Uh, but yeah, so do, is there going to be, do you think they're going to end up doing a Fantastic Four thing? I mean, oh, they, yeah. I, we know Multiverse of Madness, there They've was already a little like, announced it. Of, of, a read, of a read. They've already announced um, it. It's not this I think it's phase at the beginning of phase six before like they do their Avengers like Hang Dynasty and Secret Wars, um, uh-huh. but yeah we don't know anything about the story or necessarily the cast yet. I don't right. know if they're gonna bring Krasinski back. Uh, they we just don't know yet. Right, exactly. And I mean it's, it was it's such a it was such a very specific fan service moment, but also makes me feel like if they don't bring him back. People are going to be so angry. Yeah, I mean, people are going to be mad regardless. going to be like, Cause that's this comic is just fan service. Like, but, is he even good enough? Which I think he's fine. Like, I mean, my thing, and, and we can get into this when we start actually talking about the comic, is that I don't think John Krasinski is old enough in my mind to play Reed Richards because even in the 60s, he's like, I mean, I guess I, I, he also has a baby face. It's the problem with John Krasinski. He really does look like he's 35, and I realize that man is yeah, like... he's got the wings. Face. He's got, like, the poly walnuts wings. Yeah, he's just, like... And he's got, like, a very cherubic little set of cheeks that makes me think he's younger than he is, which is probably unfair of me, but I don't know. I, like, I want George Clooney to come back to, to superhero movies, and he read Richard's really that. bad. Like, I think I if he did thought it about right that. Here, That's actually not a bad... I, he's so good at it. I think he'd he'd absolutely kill at it. And that was like kind of my obviously when you're reading comics, this is something that people will be shocked by. Mm. It's very different than when you're reading uh novels because um there aren't pictures and so you just imagine people in your head. I know, it's a shocking difference. But even though I was looking at like literally the same artist drawing the same character over all of this time, I was still like kind of seeing George Clooney in my head. <laughs> I do like that cast. I don't think it'll happen, but I like it. I, I don't think it'll happen either. But if if I could Photoshop or if I, you know, I might pay someone to Photoshop that I fan art it. for me. I can do it. I'll do it. Perfect. Thank um, you. I love a Clooney Richard. Well, like I wanted Krasinski because uh, he's been like a fan cast for the longest time. And then once I got it in Multiverse of Madness, I, like, was disappointed. But that's why you don't <laughs> listen to the fans, because we don't yeah. know what the fuck we want. No, no, we are not casting directors. No. We're not writers. We're not, I mean, some people are, but you know what I mean? Like, we are, we yeah, the are don't know. babies. We don't know what Like, we, we just want, yeah, we just want to eat our candy and get our little dopamine and see our best friends pew, pew, pew with little hand lasers. Like, I mean, part of it was, they. Sh- I'm pretty sure they shot his scenes. not enough to cast scenes. people, don't let us. Well, they, I'm pretty sure they shot his scenes, like, just by himself, and it kind of felt that way. Like, I, th- I think For a lot sure. of the problems with this current Marvel, this is a tangent, but the current Marvel, or the most recent Marvel phase was uh, COVID-related, where people yeah. were shot their own scenes without other people out uh, adjacent to them. Yep. Um, and and you like, can feel it. doesn't it. matter how good of an actor you are. That you is going it. to affect the way that it yeah, feels. And you can't edit around that weird pacing. You yeah. just can't. It's just something feels off. You can't really put your finger on it. But I think yeah. that was a big problem with this last phase. And I would say, like, not to dive further into the tangent, but I'm going to dive further into the tangent. Do it. I feel like that 
coupled with the fact that, I mean, this is such a, you know, man yells at sky kind of argument, but so much of the sets and effects are all green screen now too. Well, the so volume, I think, played into the... that. That's my second thing is the volume where it's that that uh, LCD screen where they can Yeah. Move. And I, I, I think it's a great addition, but I think they're still figuring out Exactly. When and it I just works like that, and when it's no good. And when there's still, a black, uh, yeah, they're still the, up in the air on that. And that coupled with yeah. then actors not being in the same room as exactly. one another, it I think calls, that really like it calls it out more. I feel like it makes it more obvious that someone else is not in the room with them because there's already this coldness in the setting. Yeah. And then you don't feel that warmth of two people talking. I will say the one place where I think that that uh, big, stupid, giant screen was actually perfectly used was for Our Flag Means Death, which is a pirate show. So they're on a real ship set. So they're interacting with real people. Right. But they don't have to be out on the ocean and spend a billion dollars like Water World. Yeah, it's, it's it, like, I mean, it's a fantastic yeah. tool. It's just calibrating to get it to be used properly. Right. I mean, they're still learning. And you like, have the right amount to use it, It's too. a brand I new technology. Like, they, they don't know what they're doing yet. So, like, fair enough. Which is actually kind of a really good transition into talking about the story of the Fantastic Four. Because right. there's a lot of just technology that people are just using because they can. <laughs> well, before we get into that, uh, let me let me hear about what you've been watching and seeing doing this week. Oh my god, I had such a good segue, and then I forgot that we had a whole other segment. I know, Sorry. I just shit on it, and so, I don't feel okay. bad about it at all. I will for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> I have been reading like a maniac lately. Um, I finished this lovely little romance book called Get a Life, Chloe Brown. That was very sweet and nice, uh, which is a big change from what I usually read, which are all very sad and heavy and dark things. It's nice to read something kind of like, just nice, like just like pleasant. Like It was just like... Nothing happened in it that made me upset. It was lovely. Oh. Um, and then I read this great book uh, called, oh my God, now I can't remember it. I just finished it. Well, that's fine. Um, I've also been rewatching Taskmaster as usual. Um, finally got to a season I haven't seen yet. So exciting. Very thrilling. Um, and then the other night I rewatched Clue. Clue. I don't know the last time you watched that movie, but it's so. Colonel Mustard in the study with. It's so good. It's so good. Like that movie, I watched it because I recently watched Glass Onion as well. And I just like, I love the Knives Out like world. I'm so excited for a see Death on the the Nile? Uh, No, and I don't want to. (laughs) I I like the other one before that, the train one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a good, it's a good story. And I know that like, I really like the um, Murder on the Orient Express from like, I think there was one like in the sixties. That's really good. Um, The new one was good. I thought I had no interest in it and I was like coerced into watching it. And I was like, all right, that's all right. I like this. I mean, I love a good, like goofy mystery. And I feel like Glass Onion does it so well um, in a way that like Knives Out established this, like, don't worry, this is a competent mystery series. And then Glass Onion was like, okay, now that we've established we're competent, we're gonna have some fun. Well, um, I mean, you know what Glass Onion is? It's like, it's basically like there's not anything to look yeah, exactly. more into it's, here. The idea is that like you this can is bullshit. There isn't some the, like deeper yeah. meaning. There isn't like exactly. play it backwards and you hear a message from Satan. There's none of that. Nope. It's just it's just. Exactly I think a lot of people like. have missed that too because they're trying to like dissect it. It's like actually like there's this. No, there isn't. That's there a look at the title. You, mean, you big dumb idiot. The big main theme of it is the same main theme of Knives Out, which is eat the rich. And that really is truly like the main through line of both of the movies. And that's and that's Ryan Johnson, right? Like he has said, like, no, right. this is 
This is deliberately like, look at these fucking idiot rich yeah. people. That's like literally the point, um, which I love. Yeah, and it's that, not deeper that than that. Clue because Clue is such a like, Clue is such a hugely impactful movie on the way that Glass Onion ends up being. And like, I feel like that the the. <laughs> The way that Tim Curry can steal all the focus from some of the best comedic actors of their generations, like Martin Mull, Christopher Lloyd, like you've got all of these absolute fucking insane heavy hitters and Tim Curry is acting circles around them and everyone's having the best time. It's such a fun movie. I'm not sure I've even seen that. Oh my God, you have to. You will love it. It's also incredibly fast. It's 91 minutes long. Oh, that's and, something, Ali, yeah. um, it's I love just a good 90-minute like movie. Joke after joke after joke. It never stops. There's never a breath. You're just like laughing the whole time. And when it was originally in theaters, there are three different endings in which you find out who the murderer was and you get the whole explanation of how it happened. But they didn't tell anyone there were three different versions of the ending and they just played them randomly at different I theaters. I love that. So to be see it different times and they'd be like didn't you like that movie yeah isn't it crazy how so-and-so did it wait the hell are you talking about oh i and would then, like, love it wasn't until do- it was out on video that, that would absolutely like infuriate the internet now and i want to see that like people would be so so bad it. and it'd be amazing but yeah they could never do it you couldn't do it now but the, but you can so when you watch the movie now it does have all three endings it'll be like one ending plays and then there's a little uh. title card that's like unless it was this that happened and then it plays uh. another one and like all right, it's I like that. Fun. Yeah, you would really, out. really enjoy it. That sounds right up my alley. How about you? What have you been getting into lately? Um, been Bad Batch came back. Um, animated Star Wars oh, show. Oh yeah, like basically a sequel to the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that's pretty good. It really is. So I watched the first season as it came out, and I was kind of like, all right, whatever. It was. I mean, it's it's animated, and it seemed like yeah. almost a little like little kitty. Uh, like a little silly. I've seen a lot of Clone Wars, so is, I kind of know the, the well, vibe. The Clone Wars is like not really for kids. It's animated, I mean, but it's like heavy, and they touch on some like fucked up stuff. Like they I would, really I would get still, into some. Still like an eight year old watching Clone Wars. You know I, mean, what I mean, like well, I wouldn't maybe not like a five year old, but like an eight year old being like, "Hey, I want to talk about death." I'd be like, "Yeah, that seems right." Well, you could you could watch it as a kid and just be like, "Oh, lasers and." lightsabers like yeah. this is fun things are blowing oh, my up characters I but like there's Anakin. like yeah. a lot more going on there um and i this didn't quite have that like it was more like okay. silly which is fine like the not everything yeah. has to be exactly for me that's totally fine well like let star wars have some fun you know right yeah and uh and uh, but i didn't remember i knew it was coming back and i couldn't i i don't remember anything i ever watched um, so I went and binged the entire first season, and there was more to it than I, I thought originally. And, oh, that's so good. Yeah, and they're going more into some stuff that I find really interesting, like like how the clones are being, like, phased out for stormtroopers and, like, how they're, like, oh, this is, like, fucked up. Like, <laughs> what what this empire oh. is, like, wanting us to do. Like, I don't, I don't think this is right. And, like, watching them, like, slowly turn and, like, and this and that. It's yeah, I've enjoyed I like it. That. Yeah, it's good. Um, I've also been binging uh, that '70s show. Oh my god, I love that show so fucking much. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have a hard time with it because of uh, uh, one of the people. Because of Hyde. Yeah, yeah. Because he, I mean, he's, he's a terrible person on that show too. So that kind of helps. Yeah, like he's portrayed yeah. as like I mean, he's like, supposed I to be cool and cat- everyone likes him, but he's like a bad yeah. dude. He's always trying to like bang his fr- best friend's girlfriend. I mean, all the dudes are terrible. Yeah, yeah, but like 
I, I don't know why. He's usually, awful, and he's like deliberately awful. Yeah, but usually I have a problem where it's like I can't watch like Usual Suspects anymore. I can't watch but, oh, like no, yeah, I, like uh, Lethal Weapon. Like I like I'm no. like uh, I just can't for whatever reason. I, I guess it's I maybe it's that I don't know. Maybe it's my rose colored glasses of like when I I watched it with nostalgia. You know. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know what it is, but I've been okay with it. You know, I rewatched it not that long ago. And I also was worried I'd have problems with it. And obviously there's a lot in the show, both like in the actual text of the show. And then also with like, you know, the people around it and the making of it and all of that, that you could tear apart and, and whatever, but there's also enough good in there. And I'm able to kind of like turn off my like 2023 yeah. brain and just be like, you know what? I, I am aware of the bad messages in this that I do not want to go into my subconscious. I am aware of like the weird racism around Fez and I'm aware of the weird sexism and whatever, but I'm also like, I can filter those things out yeah, and then just enjoy the, like the insane comfort of how much I watched that show as a kid and how much like it absolutely brings me back to that. And it's such a good show. It's such a warm Good, happy show. Yeah. Well, like, I'm I not just, usually so well, capable so well of separating those things. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, I am here. Like, part Some of it is, that like, show. that speaks very closely to, like, my high school experience where but. my basement was that basement. Like, I'd come yeah. home and, like, my friends would be in my basement whether oh, I was there yeah. or not. Like, that's just where we like went. Yeah, that's just, like, what we did. Wow, like, I'd come yeah. home from doing whatever, and there'd be, like, two, three people down there just, what I don't know what they were doing. They're just hanging out. That's so funny. My mom loved it because it reminded her being a teenager because she's literally, like, the same age. I mean, obviously, she did age through time, and those characters sure. didn't, but she's, like, almost exactly the same age as, like, Eric and Donna are at the beginning of the show. Um, so, like, she was, you know... 16 right. when they were 16 so like it really does speak to a lot of her experience which i thought was really, really fun uh i didn't have like friends or a basement but <laughs> i did have the kids from that 70s show so you know in a way i did have friends in a basement well, well that show was actually like uh because if you think about when it was made it was actually kind of progressive and like what they yeah. tried to do like with what they had to deal with, like it's it's tough to be progressive with a sitcom set in the seventies in Wisconsin because yep. that's just all white people. So the fact that there were in fact, yeah, because they had like a JGL episode like where he was gay and, yeah. and like hit on Eric, but it wasn't yep. like played for like oh he's gay that's funny. Like he was accepting no, it's of it. Not and like that. like the the one character, the one episode with a gay character is actually handled really well. That's what I mean. And in a way that. Like, they're obviously telling teens of the 90s and 2000s that were watching the show, like, hey, people used to have some messed up ideas, didn't yeah. they? Well, Yeah, but all the characters shitty. on the show are, like, cool with it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, they, they actually do a good job, for the, I mean, like, for the era. Because it's still, like, the 90s. Like, so, I mean, you're still going to get a little bit of... Yeah. Whatever, well, but like, yeah, like there's some racism in there, and there's yeah, like, yeah, but even with the Fez stuff, like a lot of times, like he'll call people out. I'm like, oh, it's because I'm brown, like it's this yeah. and that, and like, yeah, they're making jokes, but well, they're, they're the supposed the people who are mocking for being foreign, him being foreign, like they're portrayed in a bad light, like it's made for jokes, yeah. but like for that era, it's the best they could have done, <laughs> like. 
I don't want to like. I mean, yeah. It's also important to remember that, like, in the '70s, not everyone was a raging homophobe. You know what I mean? Like, there are also groups of people in the Midwest in the '70s that would have been like totally fine with someone being. Yeah. Gay. I like that. I have to remember that too. That like, yeah. there have always been chill people everywhere throughout all of time. Right. They just need to be like, uh, just need to be exposed to it. It's like I don't understand what this is, so I just I need to I need to see it like for real. Yeah. I'll be cool. Exactly. Exactly. I want to uh, see if I can take my, oh, my, uh, hold on. Grab it. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, nice. Okay. So. You have a physical prop. This is prop to comedy us, now. To lead, yeah. I'm carrot top. To lead us into uh, our book of the week. Right here. I haven't quite read it yet. This is Fantastic Four Full Circle. Um, written and uh, illustrated by the immortal Alex Ross is like some of the best art comic book Ooh. art of all time it's just like every page is like paintings oh it's my just, god it's, but then he wrote it too he's not really a, known as a writer i mean look at all this, this right this, this oh my god that yeah. was incredible it's insane uh we'll have to do that at some point yeah no i'm uh, in i mean now after reading this i'm like i'm bought in on the fantastic four yeah well uh well let's uh Unless you have anything else. Uh, nah, let's get into it. All right, let's get into our our book of the week. All right. Fantastic Four Life Story from 2022, written by Mark Russell. Uh, artist, uh, Sean, I'm going to butcher all these names, I know. Azaski, uh, France, Francesco, Mana, Carlos Magno, Zay, Carlos, and Hel Unzueta. Uh, colorist Nolan Woodward, letterer Jose Caramanga. Um, yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> it sure is something. So again, I'm coming into this with literally no information about like how did this stretchy man get the way that he is, you know? Um, first and foremost, foremost, first page we get some great Kennedy. Um, and that's when yeah, we know this Kennedy is going to be serious. This is going to be for real. And basically, Reed Richards is like, we got to be, um, you know, we got to go to space and you got to use my super cool science methods. Yep. Um, and then there's another doctor who's got a little red nose and a little bald head. Yep. It's very grumpy about it. It's very he's unhappy. Like, no, use my science about it. And the president's like, Haha, nah, because see me Re and Reed Richards here are both wearing blue suits, white shirts and black ties. And so yeah, and you didn't know. Think, so you're out. Yeah. So that means you have to work for Richard to do his cool science and make us win the space race and the cold war. Yep. Um, which is super cool of him. And so he's going to like, he wants to try to do this cool space thing and he's got a sweet little, are they already married at the beginning? Yeah, they're married at the beginning. He no, I don't think they're married yet because there is a wedding later on. Oh, you're right. Okay, so Sue Storm is like his lady BFF, and yeah. they're just like they're they're scientists, and they make out and they call each other honey. Exactly. Um, and Sue has a little brother. His name is Johnny, because Johnny there is no creativity in the naming of any of these people. No, it's all it's it's usually alliteration. Which I don't hate. It, it lends itself it. to puns in a way that I can be really okay with, generally. Um, so uh, uh, they're going to test it, and they've got, like, these cute little Fantastic Four outfits. We get um, a hint right at the beginning that Reed Richards has a really, really hard time leaving work at work. 
Uh, and he does bring it home and he dumps a lot of his emotional baggage on his poor, sweet, you know, girl. Yeah, he's not a good uh, partner. Um, not at all. He's obviously a good scientist, but so is she. Um, and she doesn't seem to be a total raging asshole. And so yeah, I well, think he's the smartest man in the universe. So, like, he's burdened with with a uh, with a lot. Yeah, but she has periods and, and is it's also true. very smart. Yeah, so it's like, but he's like you know he I mean? he knows he has that level of intelligence. It's a weird like with great response or power comes great responsibility. Like, kind of burden in a different way that Spider Man is. It's like I have all this. Like I. I need to be doing more, but then balancing that with the family that he loves and right. No, and it's and it's an interesting commentary to look at the ways that um, that insistence on perfection and striving and like it's very uh, uh, you can't have it all, which is a message yeah. that is actually almost always pointed at women. So to have it so directly ruining Reed Richards' life is actually really interesting. Yeah, that's a uh, big thing. Like I mentioned it before with like later on in canon with the, the Council of Reeds where they all get together and try to solve the problem of everything, but they all have to give up their family. Uh, yeah. And he won't do that. Like he won't Ugh. subscribe to it because he's like, I'm not going to give up Sue and Johnny and Ben and, and Franklin and Valeria and all that. Their little found family. I love that. Um, so Reed wants to go to space. Um, and he's like, this is going to be really dangerous. And Sue's like, sweet, I'm in. Um, and then Johnny's like, I want to go too. And they're like, literally, no, you're a child. Yeah. Um, but I know a guy who might help us out. And it's this guy. We meet him. Um, his name is Ben. And he's drunk Lovable and he's Yancey sad in a bar. Street orphan Ben Graham. Yeah, and he's really sad. And he's got his, his sweet lady friend uh, uh, is back home waiting for him. And he's yeah. got, he's got a real soft spot for her. And he just loves her more than anything. So um, finally, they agree to let Johnny go. They get Ben to jump in because, you know, big paycheck, one job, then you're on your, you know, then you can go do your yeah. thing. That classic setup of like one last job and then you one can go last, home. One day till retirement. Yeah, and then Johnny's like, oh, let me try one time. And Sue's like, all right, one time, I'll let you do this thing. You know, it's very, all, every one of them is on sort of this, like, this has to go well, or, or like, not even thinking that it won't go well, which is wild, because it's 1961 and they're going into space. Yes, um, and it's never happened before. It literally, they've never done it. So they decide to, because the only good way to test the thing is to do it with people in it. They, they just need to test it live, right? It's a very, like, fuck it, they we'll do it Bill live. They need to O'Reilly, and they need to fucking do it live. It, Exactly. So they take off into the universe and they're like, wow, stars, wow, be um, everyone's having a great time. But then there's like a lot of whoosh, whoosh, whoosh in space happening. And I don't know about you, but I watched enough Star Trek growing up, growing up to know that if a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh is happening in space, no good. you're not just gonna, like meet a bad guy. You're about to have your atoms rearranged. Like yep. things are going to go really, really badly for you. Yeah. And um, the antimatter fuel that they're testing interacts with the cosmic rays and then suddenly Johnny catches on fire. Yeah. Sue disappears. Ben turns into a rock. And Richard can just, and Reed can just, can just get really long. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, like, I have, you know, I, I have grown to really like these characters. I am, I am interested in the ways that they use their powers. But that is the most insanely random 
like is that the real story of how they they all got it at the same yeah, time? Yeah, they go out, they get like cosmic rays, they go up to the space and like so they the get hit with cosmic thing rays and they all people Yeah, there's like a little wildly different things. There's like sort of reasons where it's like I'll read get stretchy powers cuz he's stretching himself too much and oh, Sue gets and, and invisible powers cuz she's shy and she's like yeah. uh, doesn't be seen and uh, you know whatever. Oh, and then Ben, like, he's got, like, a heart of Yeah, he's stone. the he's rock. Like, he's a strong guy. and Like, a big... Johnny's flashy and, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a thought, I I think. I, I don't know. I'll that admit theory? that I'm, I'm not as up on Fantastic Four lore as I was on maybe Spider-Man, but... Well, will be. That's a great goal for yeah. both of us. Yes. Because um, that was, like, it's, it's, like, it's hard not to see that as very goofy. And I'm sure that's, like, it's because very goofy. comics are allowed to be goofy, too. Like, there's nothing saying it can't be. But well, I wonder yeah, if the audience at the time was much family. more, like, like ah. This came out, like, in the 60s. Like, this is, yeah, like, Stan yeah. Lee, like, like, just doing, Really you know, early on. Yeah. When people were just, like, throwing spaghetti and seeing what stick. Um, which is great. And then, so then, um, they're, you know, uh... Reed is having war flashbacks because of the cosmic rays, and he sees a big nest guy with a very cool helmet. He's like, "This isn't good. Um, this guy seems like a bad, a bad the devourer guy. of worlds." Yeah, no, I gotta say, like, it's the very beginning of this comic, and it's very cheesy, but the art is great, and this guy does look really terrifying. Galactus like, is you awesome. Know, I mean, it's pretty sick. It's like, so, it's pretty sick look. It's so sad it's, in the second. Uh, Fantastic Four movie, the ones with like Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans. Um, they do Galactus, but he's just a giant cloud. But he has like, like the firmest jaw structure. Yeah, do the How big like turn purple helmet into a like, cloud. It's, it's, it's he's like, all angles. He's literally big, nothing yeah. but angle. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Why would you turn I, him into a cloud? I love That's Galactus. So hilarious because the first interaction is like. He's like a villain trying to like, cause he has to feed on on worlds to get like get his power. Um, and yeah. Instead of like, but it's become he in in the comics he's become like a he's a universal constant where like okay this is the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's the whole thing. It's comic book. Yeah. So like like the Celestials like put like see different every all, all these worlds with like baby celestials so they put like the, basically eggs and then they hatch and then they destroy the world and become big celestials and so galactus is like a counter to that because he he devours worlds and like keeps them kind of like it's like almost like when you when you have like deer hunting season because they're oh, overpopulating okay, yeah. it's like this is my way to Calling to keep the him herd. in check like he's not evil he doesn't like want to be like killing so billions just like of people. like a natural people. part of the ecosystem just, of worlds. Yeah, he just is. He's a constant. Yeah. And it's I always just thought like that was interesting. hunting season for worlds. Because like the first okay. time they fight him, they don't kill him. I mean, this is just perfect comic book bullshit. But they he read comes across uh, what is called the ultimate nullifier, which is just like this stupid little thing and just can like <laughs> kill anyone. And he's like, hey, I'm going to do this unless you leave. And Galactus is like, peace. <laughs> God, I love you, comic yeah, books. You're so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, that's amazing. Um, all right, back with our heroes. They're back on Earth and they're in the hospital, and Johnny keeps catching on fire. But they're like, "We'll get through it." Where's Ben? Um, and Ben is out, just fucking raging. He's so mad at Reed Richards. He absolutely blames him a hundred percent for what happened. He's absolutely furious, which I don't blame him for because of all of them. 
like once Johnny gets his, once they all kind of get their shit under control, they can fundamentally live regular. Yeah, everyone life. else's powers he's are great. So fucked. Yeah, he's done. Like, so fucked. Like Reed he's Richards is such an asshole. There's a there's a comic book like at one point where they're like able to turn him back, and he's just like, nah, he's better this way. It's like. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's super fucking not. Like, it's such a detriment to his entire life. He has no anonymity. He can't, like, where is he getting? The, I mean, obviously, he's only wearing little blue shorts here, which I, you know, love as a comic book of sort of thing that, like, the big giant guy is just wearing. The yeah, well, we don't want to see his giant rock dick. <laughs> no, but or we are going to see every other part of him. We do get to see his rock pecs. Not at a rock belly button, though, because he was not I kind of want to see his rock dick. <laughs> so um but then kennedy's on the tv and he's like thanks for your sacrifice y'all are heroes and they're like your country needs you ben and ben's like i'm a rock i'm literally yeah. made of rock. i am gravel you dick uh, but he does agree to play the part of the superhero in the little family and go on the little parade and they you know fight some bad guys for a while they get into their groove you are correct there is a part here we see reed and sue get married um wanda and captain america are there and i absolutely love seeing scarlet witch in her classic pink and red yeah scarlet witch the best. The um best. absolutely love it and we do a quick run through of like oh look they were on ed sullivan with the beatles and like oh um sue storm actually is in an equal rights march it looks like uh and this must be just mid-60s and uh reed richards is losing his mind thinking about the big purple guy in the sky all the time yeah he's like haunted uh, it's like the mcu version of like uh tony stark being haunted by thanos after he yeah, sees the exactly vision. oh it's it, fully pulled right from that which is like i think very reasonable when you when you face and and like uh understand the magnitude of a world destroying being that would probably leave you a little yeah, bit that keep you up at night <laughs> he's got ptsd and that seems reasonable to me absolutely um but he's feeling a little like like this everything is bad because people are fighting in the streets uh, and everything is very tumultuous, and I can't get any of them to pay attention to the fact that there's this big, giant, existential threat, yeah. and we have to Tiny minds get can't something conceive of this greater... Which I'm wondering how often is that used as a, like, obviously it's a metaphor in a lot of different iterations. Yeah, I mean, we just had a, a movie, universe. Don't Look Up, like, it's the same... Right. No, I, I'm like, how often is this? Is this about the environment? How often is this about like? I'm just like, I'd be so curious to see sort of what the, what the general sort of cultural worry that you sort of have these characters representing was during the different eras of. Yeah, at that uh, point, it probably before. was not great because the world wasn't infused with so many superpower beings, but like. Yeah. These days, like, and, uh, and it's probably tipped the other way where it's like, all right, yeah, there's always some. Yeah, uh, that's like, how I feel. Like, yeah, whatever. there's always someone about to destroy the earth, but I'm going to still watch my stories. Yeah, like, like if you live. I can't be bothered like there's anymore. A, there's, a great, uh, it, like, there's a great the comic book called like not, uh, uh, yeah. Maniac of New York. Yeah. Where it's like a Jason S type killer that's unkillable that's in New York, and everyone just kind of like accepts it because it's like he's just like he's just like rats in the subway he just is yeah, yeah. And they just like go along their daily <laughs> lives 
Which is, as a New Yorker, I'm like, yeah, that well, would I'm just actually human, be I how, like, that's... we'll deal with anything, no yeah. matter how horrible it is. If it just is, it's like, you just, like, human beings are wildly amiable like that, where it's just, we'll, we'll adapt to almost anything, regardless of how horrible it is, and you just kind of go through the motions and keep living your life. I mean, I don't know that that's a particular thing that is special to New Yorkers. I just think that there's more awful things in New York that y'all have gotten right. used well, to. Right, well, you have to, you have to have that mindset or, like, you never yeah. leave your apartment. Like, well, we all do. Like, we all get used to, like, absolutely insane things, right? Oh, of course. But, um, yeah, there's just more yeah, of it in your that, face here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, because it's things that, like, the rest of us don't. Like, yeah. just the sheer amount of traffic like Every on the time street. you go outside, Talk you don't know what you're going to see. Like, I yeah. don't know. I might I might see a crazy person, like, jerking off and looking at me. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, that's on the I table mean, every single time no. I walk outside. <laughs> that's that's happened to me in San Francisco, for sure. Yeah, me too. No rats, though. It happened to me in uh, San Francisco as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I stole my um, soul, but, Okay, sure. so, so Reed's in that classic predicament of, like, he knows for a fact that there's this big danger coming and no one will listen to him. And the president's like, yeah, 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 you keep working on that. I'm going to work on this. I'm Richard Nixon. Don't worry about it. Or I guess, no, it was probably, um, uh, it's not Nixon yet in this LBJ? one because it's 1964. It's, it's right after, uh, the assassination. Um, was after doesn't that? matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That Nixon shows up later and so does Reagan, which is great. So the, the Fantastic Four, like because of Reed Richards are deeply tied in with the government. He's constantly chatting with whoever the president is. He is like on state payroll for sure. So there's way more government in this one than I than I saw in Spider-Man. Yeah. Where Spider-Man is just like really co- completely separate from like the structural justice of, of his. Yeah, he's always been outside world. of the law. Yeah. And Reed um, kind of works so, with it. So, you know. Reed and, and Sue are like, you know, they're they're working it out. They're in a nice little time. But Ben is still really upset about his faithful lost love that he cannot bring himself to see or even tell that he's alive because he's a big rock. And he doesn't think that she will still like him and doesn't think that she deserves to be with a rock, which, to be fair, is probably true. But let her make that decision. Do yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, a little bit. It's, like, really frustrating, but in a way that I know it's supposed to be frustrating, but it's just, like, come on, uh, Ben, yeah. you are being miserable on purpose. Like, well, it doesn't So happen. much of conflict in, in literature, TV, or movies is just, like, yeah. if people had one conversation, we could avoid just all of this. I'm if everyone just talked to each other once, yeah, like the greatest key to writing a sitcom plot is to have no one have a cell phone or basic communication skills, yeah. and then you just have them do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, and so there's there there are a few scenes where you just see that um, the bald doctor guy is like, I'm an expert at all uh, things spaceflight, and I'm really smart and cool, and also maybe evil. And Reed is just like super mega evil guy, super mega evil guy. He's coming, he's coming, and we're all, we're not ready, and we're all gonna die. Um, and so he decides to go a little rogue, try his own little experiment. He um, you know, disappears into a machine and Sue is like, I don't like this. It, this is really bad, but all right, bye. Um, and at the same time, spooky bald doctor comes up to Ben and is like, I have a magical machine that can turn you into a human again, but you're going to have to work for me. And Ben, who has no blood loyalty to anybody in the Fantastic Four, and it's right. just been in it because he felt like he had to he be. He in it for a paycheck. Yeah, um, I get it. And so he uh, uh, agrees to go and he and he gets the he gets injected or whatever it is we don't actually see it on screen um and he goes see 
the girl. And I am so scared for him in this moment. Um, have I really not bookmarked any of these so far? That doesn't seem real. Anyways, um, so then he, so then he sends. So then he switches places with the doctor guy. Is what happens? He switches places. With the doctor guy gets his rock times, and the rock guy, who's the terrible doctor, marches into this little experiment that uh, Reed is doing, where he's going to like up into subspace real quick and try to see the bad guy. Um, and he, and he, and he, and he, and you know, fake Ben Grimm pushes him in, uh, and then they both fall into space. And they see the big, terrible guy, and it's a really good comic book panel with those tiny little um, pop-out images of the close-ups of the characters' yeah, like faces that. while you just see the giantness of the world-destroying monster. Um, and yeah, I it's like it a big really splash cool. panel and behind, then, and then the tiny little excerpts. Yeah. It's a good use of panels. And you see, like, yeah, I really, and you see, like, the little moments of, like, uh, of the now, you know, the fake Ben Barnes, uh, Ben Barnes, Ben Grimm. Um, reaching out to grab Reed Richards and like save him, and everything's blowing up. Um, everything's going crazy in the um, in the room that they're in doing the experiment. Oh, and one key, and this is heartbreaking, is that while Ben and the bald doctor guy are both alive, bald doctor is now the thing, and Ben is a person. And so then when bald doctor guy pushes Reed back portal and stays in subspace, he dies. And as Ben is at the fucking door, knocking to see the love of his life after four years, he turns back to a rock, and he turns around, oh. and he doesn't see the door, and it's the worst. Not up, Ben. It's the worst. You're there. Just it's do it. So sad. It's so sad. Yeah, he's a tragic figure. Nothing about the bald doctor, like, sacrificing himself. Yeah, he is bald, so clearly evil. I mean, everyone bald is a bad person. In life or comic books. Because if you're bald, you're a bad person. Exactly. Uh, And he he had, like, a 10-second little redemption when he saves Reed. Because he sees the bad guy, and he's like, you're you're right. You were right the whole time. I'm an asshole, and you need to go tell everyone. Yep. Um, So now he's splashed in 1969, Sue as a baby. Um, I assume Reed is Franklin. Dad. Franklin seemed to give a shit. Franklin is like um, the most and, powerful being in like all of comics. Yeah, that which is wild. Um, he has reality this, warping uh, powers; like he can basically do anything. Why would you make a character? I'm gonna find out. Um, so then, that's the end of the '60s. They've got a kid. Um, and everyone's back together again, and, uh, you know, everyone's having a good time in the 70s. We find out that little Johnny has been hanging out <laughs> with Yoko Ono and John Lennon, you know? Yeah, he normal. loves all the fame. He's a big boy. Um, and that, uh, uh, that, that Ben, as the thing, has gotten into westerns. He's an actor now, <laughs> which I feel good for him, you know? Um, Pursue your passion, man. <laughs> It's 1972, and we get a panel outside of this really fancy-looking building, and there's a big sign that says, How will the world end? Stark Industries. And it says very little, sponsored by, but it really does just say, How will the world end? Stark Industries. Yep, that's how. <laughs> that scumbag um, Tony Stark. But then we get, so then we get the introduction of, like, the Stark family line into this story, and I really like, is it Tony back in the 70s or is this supposed to be his dad i couldn't really tell i think it was him uh i, think I don't think tough, it was Howard. right yeah because i mean his yeah, origin yeah, yeah. is like the vietnam war ish era 
Right, right. It's just I'm. I like always it's been updated since, I'm, but like, yeah, that's right. And that's I think of idea. like Robert Downey Jr., which is the 2000s. Yeah, and his but, dad was like World War II guy, like right. Okay, all that. that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so now Tony and uh, Reed are hanging out and and doing their little thing together because they're both people that don't think that the government knows shit, and so they're just gonna science and money at it however they want, which I. Like, I can't act like I don't admire that, um, but I do think it's a little irresponsible. Um, but, you know, it's, like... I, <sighs> I like how uh, in the comics, or in the MCU, like, Tony Stark is portrayed as, like, the smartest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, he's probably not even top five. See, and he's just rich. Yeah. Well, the, the hierarchy usually goes, fun. like, in the top three kind of, like, fluctuate... It's Reed, Doctor Doom, and uh, Reed's daughter, Valeria. Those are, okay. like, the top three. And then after that, uh, T'Challa is actually up there. That makes sense. Uh, so is Blue Marvel. Uh, I don't know who that is. Blue Marvel is incredible. I pitched that to our friend Emmy. I was like, that is who you should go for. Because he was, like, he's he's basically, like, a genius, like, like crazy superpower, almost Superman type power, and he was a superhero back in like the '60s or something. Oh. And uh, Kennedy was like, "Look, like we appreciate what you did, you do, but like because of your race, like people aren't gonna accept uh. that." So he like got him to retire. Oh shit! So there's all this other shit going on. I was like, Emmy, you need to do books. this because you'd be perfect for it. Because Emmy's yeah. a giant beefcake beautiful man and he can yeah. act i was like tell your I, agent and i I'll only take 25 percent it's just a little off the top yeah just, just a fine. little just just fine. Just get, let me my beak <laughs> on your I mean, basically just taxes on your talent like let me let me let me get a little something for nothing <laughs> <laughs> you had one idea yeah. so that's you know that's something blue marvel's a great um, character though well, i would love to get into him at some point okay Add it to the list. Um, the more obscure, the better. I don't even know what is obscure at this point because I, I'm under the impression that at some point Thor was fairly obscure. So that's pretty funny. Um, did you get to meet Dr. Doom? Um, Doom, Victor Dr. Von Doom. Doom so much. Truly an incredible name. He I also really like... might be my favorite comic book character of all time, Victor Von Doom. Yeah. He is I would like incredible. To more. I, if, we could, if we could note for future decisions that you, our bookmeister, decide, I would like to like dig more into that character oh, and like kind of how he interplays with people. We can do he's some doom cool. like uh, there, I can't remember the name of it, but it's essentially like his origin story, which is fantastic. Like, I'm in. He's just he's the best. I'm super in. Um, I love that this little scene inside of the Stark Industries, like you know, uh. uh conference center. <laughs> Everyone is dressed so beautifully seventies, like. Victor Von Doom is wearing this like green, what is really a cor corduroy suit with like a mustard yellow shirt, yeah. and like everyone's like, wearing shades of brown. It's Dwight so Trude. perfect, like really got like the leisure suit levels of yeah. like seventies. Yeah, um, and then we smash cut to uh, a precarious situation where our, our Fantastic Four are trapped in the spooky cave by a guy who's got the meat trapped in a different environment that is so you know works against the their um, man, right? their powers but then we find out that 
Ah, uh, Sue is so invisible that she's not even there, and that throws the bad guy off enough that they can escape. Where is Sue? Well, she's at home taking care of the fucking child. <laughs> um, and this introduces a thing that is going to come up a lot, and that is that uh, Sue feels completely invisible and ignored, and she's constantly told to stay at home and take care of the kid and is not allowed to have her career as a superhero anymore, and in fact doesn't even get to be the housekeeper she wants because Reed instead of letting her get him a soda stretches across the room and gets it for himself just really and, showing her right into her face that and, she's completely fucking and her sweat. powers are so much better than reed's like he stretches big deal They're so cool like, she she can go invisible but that's not like the biggest she's thing the of her force her force fields have withstood uh, a blast yeah. from the celestials like which is like one of the most yeah. powerful things in all of comics and she's withstood that like her like she she's a badass like she can like put a little force field in your brain and just expand it and kill you like on a whim. right like, i mean she's, she's incredible she's and like i feel like at this almost point omega in this level. Story. Like, she's crazy yeah. powerful and reed it's like oh you just stretch a bit fuck off no it's so dumb he and, should be at home that, taking care of franklin and valeria Although he's a not a great dad. So. <laughs> no. Um, like he puts a bunch of mental he, blocks in Franklin's head because he's too powerful. <laughs> he does the Professor X, like Jean Grey thing where it's like, you're too much. I gotta, I gotta uh, tamp you down. And in fairness, it's because one at one point when Franklin's a little kid, he basically like ages himself up to be looking like Jesus. <laughs> like, cause he just he doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's a little kid. What a little shit. That's and like funny. if you could do anything, you know, you he essentially can create universes like on a whim. Like if you're a tiny little kid, you don't know what you're doing. So I, I, I yeah. get it. Like because if he just like had the thought, he could end existence. <laughs> like yeah, like and not yeah. know any better. Fair enough, Reed. I guess. I mean, yeah, no. I want to. I, I would give it a chance, but I, my default is um, there are other ways <laughs> to help somebody deal with how, who they are as a person. Um, but one thing about this is he does bring home. So the Mad Thinker is the guy that had them trapped in the in the spooky quadruple box. Um, and he brought home the Mad Thinker's head because it wasn't actually a Mad Thinker. It was a robot. And so he has this robot head, and he's going to go do science on it. And his wife is like, welcome home, I guess. Like, asshole. Um, yeah. then we smash cut, we're in Ghana, and, uh, is, I believe that's Claw, that is literally Claw, that's Mr. Claw, that's Claw, yeah. that's the guy, that's Claw from the, from the Black Panther, um, and he's like, I'm gonna, you know, fuck with your government because I have all of the money, and, and then T'Challa shows up, and he's like, you are awful, I don't like you yeah, at T'Challa all. T'Challa was introduced um, in the Fantastic that, Four, like, that was his first. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, so he's tied he with them. Like, Him and Namor are tied pretty... Like, Namor was before, but uh, they're both tied right. pretty heavily to the Fantastic Four. Sweet. Okay, that's awesome, because those are also two characters that I... Like, I've seen um, uh, uh, the Black Panther, the first movie, but, like, I don't know much about that character. So the fact that he comes in from Fantastic Four is great, because I want to know more about Fantastic Four, too. But he pays yeah, Claw He has a lot of just, like, history with the Fantastic Four. Like, T'Challa shows up, and he pays Claw all of the money that all of Africa owes to him because he gives him some vibranium, um, which I think uh, will come <laughs> will come back to haunt us all at some point. 
but we haven't gotten there yet. Not yet. So I don't know for sure, but yeah. it feels a little bit like Chekhov's vibranium. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, then we have like the whole Doom War, where which is kind of this newest uh, Black Panther movie where Namor fight and Atlantis fights. Uh, well, I guess they're not called that. It's like something else. Doesn't matter. Uh, fights Wakanda, uh, but it's all. Uh, orchestrated by Dr. Doom, who just wants his vibranium. Which okay. doesn't come into play in that movie. There's no Dr. Doom, unfortunately. But Which is a big bummer. Yeah. Um, we need that. Oh, who I would need play some, him, though? I know. I, I, I don't, actually don't know who I want. I, I'm yeah. kind of fine with like someone I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like maybe a complete unknown just so that you don't bring anything with it. Yeah, I don't you... want my baggage to come yeah. along with it. Like I, I trust their casting. They've done a good job yeah, so far. But like, they haven't made me angry. Do you like but... a Miss Marvel where I don't know who this is? They're just awesome, and yeah, uh, yeah. she's awesome. So like I trust you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you actually get a little bit of Namor here, where basically like the the narrator is Namor like, is so hot for Sue. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was a whole running thing where, like, Namor was just always trying to steal Sue Storm away from. So funny. I I think that's so um, bold of them because yeah, you expected it's... to do the other way around, that Sue was constantly trying to, like, leave Reed to be with this, like, little beefcake with pointy ears. Um, yeah. But basically the world's gone to shit and all the superheroes are like, fuck it, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to have to, like, leave the sea, read a book, I'm going to have to, like, you know, fight the uh, U.S. soldiers in Vietnam, all like Captain America. Yeah. And then you've got Sue going to an Equal Rights Amendment march, and she's having a great time. And then she goes she goes into a payphone to call home and see how things are doing. And, of course, Reed Richards cannot take care of his son for even an hour. And so she yeah. has to disappear and go back home. Um, and it's, oh, like just Franklin in the background. He's got like some giant yeah. gun on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it's like, like I'd be playing with Lincoln logs and he's just got some like ray gun that could probably end worlds. <laughs> and instead of like taking it from his son, he's got to answer the phone and be like, I can't handle this. Yeah. He's not equipped to be a parent. He's just um, not. Perfect to put in the 70s because that was kind of the rise of a lot of, like, women being like, um, I don't think my life has to be shit, actually. And then the divorce rates just, like, skyrocketed, right? See, like, I, <laughs> I, want, I want Krasinski to be uh, uh, Reed Richards, but I also want his wife in real life, Emily Blunt. I think Emily she would Blunt make a Sue. great Sue Storm. She was, did you yeah. know that she was up for uh, Black Widow, but, like, turned really? it down? Yeah. But she turned it down. Emily, way back when. Yeah. I mean, I think that would have worked really well it. too. I, uh, I like Scarlet. I love Scarlet. But... Yeah, I think Scarlett Johansson does a great job. But that, I mean, like, what, what the world where Mary Poppins and Black Widow are played by the same person yeah. is like? That's an interesting AU to play in. You know what I mean? I would love like, her as Sue Storm. Like, I I think that would be fantastic. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that. But uh, no, at best, we'll probably get Krasinski. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I, like I you said, I trust their casting. They'll probably have to so, like promise him like he could direct this or that, like coming exactly. up because he's got enough weight. He's, but also like let him because he's kind of good at directing. Pretty good at it. He like, hasn't just let him do it. Just, so just let him do it. I mean, why not? Just People more can movies. talk in this movie. Make like, more mid budget movies. And then we can have more movies that are good instead of just like uh, just the big blockbuster ones. 
Um, if I ran Hollywood, anyway, so it's 1976 <laughs> where it's dark entries and Dr. Doom is like, I've been doing science um, and I know how we're going to get the bad guy. I've been using the, the big brain <laughs> mad thinker. That's his name. The mad thinkers <laughs> little head. We've been taking around. And then um, uh, uh, Reed is having these endless visions of the fucking nasty guy, Galactus. Big bad guy coming. What is his name? Galactus. 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 Yes, yes. I know this. I know this. Um, it also looks like uh, he's having visions of him destroying a squirrel homeworld because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, he, he, running around. I think he does destroy a squirrel house at some point. Yeah. Uh, and Reed's having nightmares about this. He's having visions, right? Like, he's he's absolutely haunted by it. Um, and so they go to this... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is such a hilariously, like, cheesy little cameo. But you have Carl Sagan showing them the, like, the, the satellite they're going to launch into space to say hi to the aliens. And Reed loses his mind. He's like... Why would you give them a map to find us? There's literally a giant bad guy who's going to come and kill us. Why would you give him a map? You're wrong. Um, You're wrong. Yeah, and Sagan's like, fear won't save you. It never will. And Reed's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, um, fuck and... off, ghost of Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God. Then this... Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to... This gets sad. The 70s. Era is really sad. Um, so Johnny's, you know, living his life. He's just a little, he's just a guy being a dude. Yeah. Like he's just out and about. He's that, a, a man on the town. Yeah. He's just got enjoying no his celebrities, just having a ball. Hanging out. And his sister's like, I'm so sorry that I got you into this. And he's like, lol, into what? I'm like having yeah. a great time. He's like, fuck yeah, bro. This, this is the tits. I, like, I'm having the best. I'm having the best time, and then yep. um, unfortunately, he does let it slip that there is a um, a thing the next day, which is that Richard is planning on uh, doing doing <laughs> some spooky mask science, some science mask science with Doctor Doom, yep. and hasn't told his wife that he's gonna like be doing experiments on his own fucking body and mind. Hasn't told her. Didn't tell her that. Slipped Didn't tell mind. her what's happening. I'm guessing. Uh, just just uh. Yeah. Um, oh, oh! It was a meeting of heroes. That's it. Sorry, he's not a big this. collaborative guy. The big meeting of heroes, and she wasn't. She wasn't informed it was happening, even though she is one of the heroes. Again, she's being left out. It's bullshit. But then we do get this great scene of her and Neymar first like catching eyes, and it is uh, very well cute. drawn. That he's got these very like big sympathetic sort of like, oh, you seem very stressed eyes, and she's looking over her shoulder almost directly into your like almost directly off camera like just so saucy just so like fuck my husband and yeah. i love it oh, i yeah. think it's fantastic I fuck a fish, man. <laughs> you know what she honestly fuck reed richards at this point he's a terrible husband they should get a divorce but i understand he's a bad that husband and a bad father but there's reasons it's not because he's a bad dude but no no he should not have had a family no he shouldn't have he sh he couldn't do both, and he was no, always he wanted to, to have it all, it. and he can't. Um, he should have been like a friendly uncle, you know what I mean, and yeah. like have the kids once a year around Christmas, and then not been involved anymore. Yeah, and ignore them during that time too. Um. So then, 
in another, it's like we get Carl Sagan and then we have Sue at a bookshop and she's getting her copy of The Feminine Mystique signed by Betty Friedan. <laughs> Who we only see as a hand up. We don't even get an actual drawing of Betty Friedan. No, no. But she's, she's there. Um, and then they're at the big meeting of heroes and T'Challa is like, um, I, I, no one is born to lead. We have to like pick a leader, uh, you know, reasonably, and I, I think it should be, you know, me. And then Doctor Doom puts on his big robot helmet and puts on puts on the whole big science suit, and it's like, haha, Reed, I tricked you. Um, I think the best way to con- to save the world is to completely take it over and be in charge of all of it, and basically like ruin it before anyone else can. Um, and so he. Loads Reed Richards into a wall and he heads to the meeting where all the superheroes are all in one place. They're all in one building that has no security. <laughs> this is full of heroes. You know, what are you going to rent a cop outside? <laughs> like at least keep us a couple of like henchmen outside, right? Like what the fuck? Um, but it doesn't matter because Dr. Doom just explodes the roof and comes in to fight all of the all of the uh, superheroes because they're all in one fucking place, and he ties them all up with all little electricity. There's a little lady in here that looks like she's a fairy. Is that the Wasp? It might be. I don't, the I don't recall. The Wasp back in the 70s? She might be hanging out. She might be in between yeah. times when Hank Pym backs hand, backhands her, which is like a famous comic book panel where he just... <laughs> You're being I mean, hysterical. We've, been, we've only been reading like very modern comics, and we're gonna get into some stuff when we get further. It's not into a finest hour. Uh, yeah, he he definitely swats it um, away. You know, we'll get there when it we get there. He's a complicated man. <laughs> um, so they're fighting and fighting, and he's like, "Come on, Doctor Doom, this is." you're not like this. This is bad. And Dr. Doom's like, literally I am like this actually. I, yeah, I don't this know is my whole jam. Like, this is what I do. <laughs> my name is Victor Von Doom. Like what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, I could but, not have been more clear about my intentions. In a great callback to the beginning of the, of the issue, uh, Reed points out that they can't see Sue anywhere. And Dr. Doom's like, well, she's invisible. And then he gets smacked in the back by Sue, cranging him with the Captain America's shield. And it's literally nice. K-U-R-R-A-N-G exclamation point. <clears throat> I fucking love it. I thought that panel is so sick. And I I love that it literally is giant krang, like classic, classic comic book shit. Uh, I love all the different... Uh, made up words to emphasize yeah. like a, an action like that like <laughs> like your crackoom for a giant yeah. explosion yeah. you get your thwip for a spider-man oh, web and I'm you get your snick for every time wolverine pops his claws at least <laughs> i think like it's become the these iconic like, it feels like they are real words like they're new onomatopoeias they're that really exist now. like <laughs> i feel really like anytime a sound that's anywhere vaguely like a a Spider-Man spidering. I'm like, that's a flip. That's what a, a, or like a like that. That's a sound now. Um, yeah. So, so she fucking rules. Um, and at this point now we switched in 79 
And uh, Sue has left Reed Richards. And I, for one, do not blame her. I think they'd both be happier apart. I think that he's a terrible husband. And I think that he'd be happier not having to feel like he's a bad husband. Um, but he's off with Ben getting fucking wasted, which I also approve of. Because when you realize you've been a shitty partner, you should probably do some self-flagellation and, like, kill off a good half of your, yeah. like, your liver, you know? Yeah, numb that shit. He deserves to have a really bad hangover because he was a really bad husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's very fair. And, uh, you know, Franklin is not handling the divorce well. He's unhappy. Um, he doesn't like the idea of only seeing daddy on the weekends or whatever. Ben moves in with Reed, which I think is so cute. They go from, like, the beginning of the 60s. Ben fucking hates Reed Richards. And then by the end of the 70s, they're like, eh, miserable, you're miserable. Let's live it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's have a bad. sitcom here. Yeah. No, it's, I would, I would absolutely watch a sitcom. They're like sitting in eating cereal and watching TV. And then you see that Sue is with Neymar now and they live like on a beautiful on the ocean and like she has a beautiful life um and he's fine and everything seems like kind of mellowed down but then reed gets a call and it's from the observatory they were at when they were with carl sagan bum, bum, bum. and they see a big giant anomaly it's a little permagalactus dun, 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 dun. i assume we'll get some silver surfer Coming up because um, he's a herald of Galactus. So I did read a bit ahead. Um, we have been recording for an hour fifteen, so I am fine if we cut. Yeah, you will have to because uh, I didn't read okay. anymore. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> sure, you're right. So I did read a little ahead, and the Silver Surfer does show up, and I'm going to tell you right now. Power and red, baby. If you think I don't know the Fantastic Four, the only thing I know about the Silver Surfer is the parody version of him that Skeeter from Doug is oh, in the Quail Man comic. Well, Lord Rat is that the best. Is my, that is my only reference point. Well, a little backstory Surfer. on the Silver Surfer. His his real name is Norn Rad, and Galactus came to his planet to devour it. Um, they were a planet where they basically solved all problems. There's no disease. There's no, like, no... It was basically a utopia. Um... And he was in love with, I uh, can't remember her name, but it doesn't matter. And he's like, hey, if you spare oh, if you spare our world, uh, I'll become your herald and seek out other worlds for you. So that's normal. Oh. And Galactus is There's a construct of, uh, I believe we're in the seventh iteration of the Marvel Universe in the okay. comics. And during the, be, between the time of the sixth, when the sixth one was being formed, it was... Uh, uh, a combination of this one guy that, like, I can't remember his name, and Eternity, and they, like, basically merged and became Galactus. So that's the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny to me that I agreed to be on a podcast where we just dive into all of the nitty-gritty about comic book lore when I can't even finish a Lord of the Rings book because I find all the And the things so I boring. say, you have to be um, like, is he making this up? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I'm going to try and do that. Like from time to time, I'm going to sprinkle in something. I, I just completely that. make up and see if you'd know. You're going to gaslight me. 
Yeah, I think that's actually a fun uh, thing. <laughs> and at the end, you, I'd okay, be like, well, what is the one thing that I said that friend. isn't true? And you have to guess. I actually really like that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, well, you got you to gotta let me get a little deeper into my comic book education. Yeah, we'll get there eventually, but I think it's a fun, it's a fun game to play eventually. I agree. Um, but yeah, I can feel, I think, and I, and I wonder if this is just because I know more about Spider-Man, so I was able to kind of flesh out his story a little more. I do feel like this is rushing through more stuff than I felt in the Spider-Man version of life. It kind of is, but like, story, there's, but also- there's so much. Like, when you think of how they got their powers, so much. like, uh, everything that comes with that, uh, Reed and Sue's family and with their kids, and then Doctor Doom, how he becomes... Yeah. Doctor Doom, like I mean, and then all the other things like T'Challa and, and Namor and, and Galact, everything. There's this is a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean, so in that way, I feel like it is. You know, so far I like it a little less than I liked Spider Man Life Story. But on the on the split side of that is that I'm more intrigued to read more Fantastic Four just because I feel like. There's so fucking much going on, and I am genuinely invested, especially in, like, the Reed and Sue family stuff, because, like, I think that that, the whole superhero having this genuine responsibility towards other people outside of your family is such an interesting tension to add to the kind of classic, like, you work too much kind of, like, story of divorce, Yeah, and Valeria's not even here yet, and she's also really interesting, because she's, like, one of the smartest people in the universe, too. Right! And like, and how she kind of comes into being a more powerful superhero through, you know, figuring out her power and her relationship. Um, And I don't know how that's, how that actually happens or if that's how it happens, but I'm super curious. Although I recall you threatening me, I believe that after we finished this run of Fantastic Four, we may be dipping away from Marvel and going to a superhero I do not give a shit about oh, yes at all. Uh, i was thinking superman all-star superman <sighs> yeah yeah um, no like let's take our time with fantastic four <laughs> look i get yeah. i know all your qualms with superman and i'm right there mind. with you i 100 percent agree with all of them and i've often thought he's yeah. not interesting but the way they make him interesting uh in stories like that and, and others i think is really really great I mean, look, I'll have an open mind. If if this taught me anything, it's that my preconceived notions based on movies are not necessarily fair yeah. to bring into comic books. Yeah, you can't which are go just by that on significantly everything. Significantly larger. Yeah, it's just it's a bigger story. There's a lot more nuance. There's a lot more stuff that they try and it doesn't work. So they just go retcon. That didn't happen. Like, yeah. which is fine. I think that's well, Superman's cool. been like, that's boring thing I, in every yeah. every movie adaptation and like. Part of that is they need to take him off Earth because he's just he can do anything. Yeah. But you can still make yeah. an interesting character out of someone who can do anything. Like they have their relationships, they have or then they come right. up against someone that they they're used to being top dog and never having to really try, and then all of a sudden it's right. like, Oh shit. And then like, they have to try. Now I gotta like this person's equal or better than then you me. go to college. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm not that cool anymore. Yeah. Like my my like uh, my JV football uh, lore yeah. isn't gonna translate to this college aspect. 
but I was the lead in all of my plays through senior year. And now suddenly you're telling me I'm not cast. Yeah, no I don't understand. That. I'm literally Superman. Like me included. <laughs> um, but, but for now, uh, you know, we've got uh, the eighties through the 2010s to get through with fantastic four. And I'm excited to read more. Um, I, I will do the eighties and nineties next time. Yeah. We'll finish it up next episode. Yay. All right. Well, it was a pleasure again chatting comic books with you. Uh, I feel both smarter and dumber now than I was before, and that's my goal all the time. That's what I strive for in every conversation that I have with anybody. Yep. I just want to, like, I want to remove the smart things from my brain and comic book in them instead. Then you come to the right place. (laughs) Exactly. And if you want to come with us, you got to join us again in probably two weeks for the rest for the conclusion another part yep fantastic for life story that's right so for for charlotte and and hans uh thank you for joining us uh we will conclude fantastic for life story next episode see you next time bye